it's a danger hour episode 178 ocho 78 ocho <laughs> i don't know how to say some all right i'm your fancy fuck host jamesy poo james danger the dangerous one the most dangerous man this side of the mississippi not really i just talk a big game when i'm in front of this microphone if i see you on the street i'll be very polite and uh, if you stand up to me, I'll probably try to, hey, come on, fellas, let's not, let's not argue about things. We can get along, can't we? Because I'm a giant pussy. Oh, my God, James. That's right. You're a giant, sloppy, oozing, dripping. All right, fuck. You uh, exceeded your uh, use of adjectives on that one. We get it. I'm a giant pussy. Fine. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, what the hell was my point? <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's one of those days, everybody. It's just one of those days. When you wake up, everybody sucks and everybody's fucked. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Limp Biscuit, everybody. Limp Biscuit. Yep, they're still around. No, I don't know if they are. Do you remember that band Limp Biscuit? <laughs> fucking dumb. They were so so douchey, but I did like a couple of their songs. And uh, last night, I was actually watching Mission Impossible 2 with my wifey. <laughs> and uh, that they, they redid that song. Um, but they don't really, I don't know if they sang it in the song or in the movie. They just played like the, the rock version of... That sounded kind of cool. But once he... Everybody, take a look around. See what you can do. Fucking idiot. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Fred Durst. You know why I'm talking shit? Because I'm in my room in a microphone. And if you were, if I saw you in person, I'd I'd say, oh, I'm just kidding. It's just a radio show just for shits and giggles. <laughs> Can I buy you a drink? <laughs> All right, I, I'm just babbling at this point. Everybody, I am joined today. Oh my God, James, you can introduce me. Not you. I'm joined today, of course, as always, by my gourmet iced coffee. <laughs> Everybody, take a, a round of applause. From my iced coffee, always there to support me and make the show better. Fuck you, James. Oh, shut up. Shut up. It's true. Here we go. Here's, here's a cheers to all of you out there in Radio Land listening to me right now. <clears throat> all right. I do take my gourmet iced coffee black, if you were wondering, because I'm a real man. Real man, don't drink iced coffee, you giant pussy. You're slopping, wet, black coffee drink. Okay, fuck. <laughs> you know what? I think, I really think you're wrong on this one. I think black coffee is a big deal right now. Iced coffee, I mean, uh, is, a, is a big deal right now with, with, with males aged 18 to 49. I think it's a big deal. So I think you're wrong. And I'm going to proudly stand by that. If, if I had a, a, an iced coffee with a bunch of pumps of sh- <laughs> Would you like some pumps of sweetener and some sugar and some uh, modified organisms? Whatever the fuck they are. Yeah, just black for me, everybody. Straight black. Guess what else is black? Sad news, everybody. Speaking of black. Oh my God, James. Does something happen to Ving Rhymes? No. Why would you think that? Because he used to quote him all the time, James. He's like part of the danger hour. Oh yeah, that quote I used to do all the time. How'd I go again? Uh, I think it was something like, What now? Let me tell you what now. I'ma call a couple hard pipe pit niggas are gonna work in the homes here with a pair of pliers and a blowtorch. 
You hear me talking, hillbilly boy? I ain't through with you by damn sight. I'm gonna get medieval on your ass. I mean, James, you don't have to do the whole quote. I was just referring to... Yeah, that's that's the quote I was talking about. But you don't have to do the, the whole thing, James. We understand what you're talking about, okay? I meant what now between me and, and you. James, you, you don't have to... You don't have to do the whole quote. Oh, that what now? Let me tell you what now between me and you. There is no me and you. Not no more. Two things. This shit stay between you, me, and soon to be living the rest of his short-ass life in agonizing pain rapist here. Ain't nobody else's business. Two. You leave town tonight. Right now. When you gone, you stay gone. Or you be gone. You lost all your L.A. privileges. Deal? Deal. Get your ass out of here. Yeah! <laughs> James, you don't have to do the whole quote. I mean, I was just... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, it's already done. There's nothing more you can say about it. It's done. Okay? Can we move on? Fuck. Anyway, black iced coffee, everybody. And uh, the reason I want to make my segue between black iced coffee and something black to be sad about. Oh, sad times. Is, uh, oh man, it's, it, it even pains me to, to report this news. So I'm just going to come out and say it. That's the easiest way to give some bad news. You, you, don't, you don't prance around it, all right? You don't sugarcoat it. You just rip off the Band-Aid, immediately get it over with. But James, aren't you kind of stalling now? Yeah, all right, all right, you're right. Hold on. <sighs> Batman is dead, everybody. Oh, my God, James! Oh, my God! Not Adam West, James! No, not Adam West. Oh, my God, James! Not Michael Keaton! No, not Michael Keaton. Oh, my God, James! Not, not Val Kilmer, James! Not Val Kilmer. James! Not, not George Clooney, James! No, no, not the Clunes. Oh, my God, James! Not, not Christian Bale, James! Not, not, not the Batman from the Nolanverse, James! American Psychos! Christian Bale, James, please tell me it's not so... Nope, not Christian Bale. Oh my God, just please tell me it's not Ben Affleck, James. He just started, James. He just, he just started becoming Batman, James. Not Ben Affleck. Then don't tell me it's, oh my God, James, don't tell me it's Kevin Conroy, James. How do you even know about Kevin Conroy? I know things, James. I watch cartoons. All right. No, it's not any of those people. I didn't, I, I, the one that, I, I, I don't understand, James. That's, that's all the Batmans. That's, that's everyone. Well, for the most part, there's a couple that you miss, but uh, you know, no, it's none of them. So I'm, I, I, I don't understand, James. Let's, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll just tell you. It's like a bandaid, remember? Uh, fuck. Lenny B. Robinson. James, who, who the fuck is that, James? It's nobody. It's not a Batman, James. All right, relax, Jesus. Yes, he was Batman in a sense. 51-year-old Lenny B. Robinson died on Sunday night. Now, uh, it's with a heavy heart that I report this news. Because, yeah, he wasn't a real Batman in in the cinematic form anyway. This dude had an authentic, expensive Batman costume. And he would put it on. And he would drive in his black Lamborghini down to a children's hospital and uh, visit sick kids to try to raise their spirits and all that stuff. So, I mean, cool fucking guy. You know, taking time out of his day 
wasn't getting paid for this shit. He would make his way, you know, lighten the mood, the spirits of these kids, give them little gifts and maybe comic books, something like that. I forgot what it was. Show up in his black convertible Lamborghini. Just fucking awesome. The reason he's called Route 29 Batman, I don't know if I said that already, uh, is because he was famously popped, I think 2000, ah, fuck, I'm bad at this shit, 2012, 2010, he got pulled over by the cops and their dash cam footage was released. <laughs> they pulled over Batman. So like, the <laughs> they go up to the car because he had no plates on his car. He, he only had uh, the paper with the bat signal on it, the bat logo, where his license plate should be. So they pulled him over for that. Once they see the dude is dressed up as Batman and they figure out, oh, he's going to the hospital to, you know, visit kids and all that shit. They gave him a break to let him go. Took photos with him, the whole thing. So the, the video got leaked online. I never heard of it. Uh, maybe I did, but I forgot. And he became Route 29 Batman. This is in Maryland. So uh, I guess he became a little famous then. So this Sunday, the dude was at the hospital visiting kids. He was driving home. It was like 10 o'clock at night or some shit, 1030. His car has a little engine problem. I guess he breaks down, pulls over to the, to the left, left side of the road on the highway. Now, he's partially in the lane. And he's looking in the hood at his engine. And some uh, Toyota Camry comes down the road. <laughs> slams into his car. The car hits him. Dead. You know, as soon, as soon as they arrive at the scene, he's already dead. That's fucked up. Cool dude, it seems, you know. That's pretty fucking sick. Dressing up as a bad man. Really dedicating himself to it, you know. Getting this car... And then, like, tricking it out with some Batman. Uh, I think he put some, um, he customized the trim inside. He put, like, Batman logos and all kinds of shit like that. So I think it's pretty damn clear. If there is a heaven, he's going to go there. Because, I mean, first of all, it's Batman. And secondly, <laughs> he uses powers for good instead of evil and, and went to visit sick kids. Come on. Come on. This guy's a goddamn hero in every sense of the word, right? <laughs> but there is something... You know, there's something to, I don't want to make light of the guy's, you know, his death. But just this thought that I had was, let's say you're working in the hospital that night in the ER. And here they come wheeling in a gurney. And there's the lifeless body of Batman in a realistic costume laying there. Oh, fuck. How, how, how off-putting would that be? Especially if, like, let's say, okay, like my generation, myself, I grew up with, the character. I fucking love Batman. And just let's say, you know, you're, you're a huge fan and all of a sudden you, you turn your head and there's a dead body, you know, in the whole Batman getup, probably covered in blood. How fucking strange would that be? Ugh. That's fucked up. Anyway. All right. Uh, Route 29 Batman. Dangerous loot to you. Moment of silence, starting now. Oh my God, James, did you just drink your iced coffee during the moment of silence? Well, yeah, I mean, there's no rule against drinking coffee, right? It's disrespectful, James! You're supposed to sit there in silence, like you said, and give respects. Well, what do you want from me? I, I tried to kill two birds with one stone. Try to kill James! Oh my God! Ah, fuck, poor choice of words. Whatever, let's move on. 
Anyway, speaking of Batman, hey, you guys should all check out my Instagram Batman page. Oh my god, yes! Insensitive! Don't use the, the story of the dead Batman to plug your Batman page, James. You're going straight to hell, James. Are you are you okay? I, I just kind of... Put your head between your knees and breathe. Okay. Insensitive, James. Straight to hell, James. All right. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm using this story as a segue to plug my Batman page. You know why? Because it's awesome and it's Batman themed. I don't really plug that page too often. So, uh, <laughs> at Batagrams while you're at it. If you're on the Instagrams, lowercase B-A-T-A-G-R-A-M-S. If you're nerdy or not, or you just want to see some high quality content Batman related. <laughs> That's all me, brothers and sisters, bat friends. Check it out. I started this new thing where I, where I do videos with my little Batman toys. Yes, it's nerdy. Yes, it's embarrassing. But yes, it's fucking awesome. You're welcome. And while you're at it, might as well plug the rest of this shit I'm doing. Of course, at the Danger Hour, uh, you can look on there. Hours of free entertainment. You're welcome once again. Uh, <laughs> and if you like this goofy show... Be sure to go over to my other show that I do with Lido and Peter Sun. Sun, Sun, Sun. That's right. Sticks and Stones Podcast. At Sticks and Stones Podcast, everybody. Find that on iTunes as well. If you like this goofy show, I'm sure you'll love that. It's fun. A lot of goofy, goofy fun times ensue. So check that out. And, you know, fuck it. Why not? I'll go ahead and plug the Ginger Beard Man's fucking show. He's mentioned me on his a few times, allegedly. You know, they, they talk a lot about metal and vaping. So uh, if you like that, if you like metal and, uh, and vaping, smoking uh, uh, smoke sticks, if you like sucking on smoke sticks, listening to metal and talking about other uh, pop culture events, tune in to At Hellbound Podcast, everybody. That's right, at Hellbound Podcast for your vaping needs. <laughs> He's talked about me going on that show, so maybe that'll happen soon. So let me get the word out right now. Hellbound Podcast. Check it out, won't you? Unless you just want to wait till I go on. That's probably the smartest thing to do. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jay. Go fuck yourself. And uh, Satanic Dwarf or Midget, whatever the fuck you're a evil midget. Wait, was it Satanic Dwarf? Little angry dwarf. Something dwarf or midget. I don't fucking know. Angry midget. Uh, disgruntled dwarf. Drunken. Drunken. Uh, drunken little person. I don't fucking know. Whatever it is. You guys. So check that out. All right. Speaking of Batman, a perfect segue. Catwoman. Not literally. Halle Berry, everybody. She played Catwoman. It's kind of a good segue. I think it works a little bit. Halle Berry, all, all I want to say real quick is I saw a clip today while I was going on the Yahoo's to see the, uh, the daily stories in case I wanted to add something at the very end here on this gay show. I saw a video of her saying, um, oh, Halle Berry wows in an outfit revealing her bra. And I said, all right, you got me. I'm clicking on it. All I got to say to you guys is um, Halle Berry is fucking hot. 
Yeah, I know some of you go like, dude, she's fucking old. She can't still be hot. She's 49, and yes, goddammit, she's fucking insanely hot still. Ah! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you at all thought, because of my relationship to Lido, that I'm somewhat racist as well, ha! you're wrong, because I just admitted Halle Berry's hot as fuck. But James, she's like half white, so it doesn't really count. It counts. My buddy Corey says the one drop rule, all right? If there's a one drop of black, they're black, and so that means I support hot black women. Get over yourself. It's true. <laughs> She's fucking hot, dude. And that outfit. Oh, my God. Let me, just, let me just describe it to you. You should probably go watch it, but this is the talk show, so I'll eat up like 30 seconds of talking about it. So she walks out on Jimmy Kimmel. She's wearing a black bra, all right? It's looking really good. It's got the, uh, the good, uh, pretty good-looking cleavage. Good support going on. Fantastic. And on top of that, she's got a very tight, see-through black shirt on. It's like nylon stocking, whatever the fuck you call that. Nylons? The girls still wear nylons these days? <laughs> do, do they still wear nylons these days? I'm not quite sure. I don't know if it's a fashion faux pas. I don't know. I just didn't know. But the point is, you can see her boobies. You can see them boobies like you wouldn't believe. Speaking of boobies... Check out my prank phone calls featuring the old disgruntled man talking about boobish. <laughs> it's happened a few times on a few different shows. How do you find that, James? I already mentioned it. Sticks and Stones podcast. <laughs> Cross promotions. It's worth it. I think that show is, is top quality. And not just because I'm on it, but mostly because I'm on it. Okay, uh, let's see. What else can I do here? Uh, oh, let's try a new segment, everybody. How about that? A new segment. And it's, uh, it's, well, don't really have a name so far, but um, I pretty much, I'm trying to give back to the community, everybody, because it turns out, especially mostly focal point in the arts, because, you know, believe it or not, this, what you're listening to now is an art form. <laughs> oh my God, James, you've got your head up your own ass. Well, yeah, be that as it may, it's still an art form and not all of you can do it. So suck on that. There's a line between confidence and cockiness, and I'm right on it right now, walking the tightrope. But uh, hey, I'm going to say it. This is an artistic art form. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. Listen, I'm an artist, everybody. <laughs> and uh, I want to give back to other art artists in this community. Well, somewhat. In the, uh, like I said, the arts community. And so, uh, you know, actors. I feel really bad for actors nowadays. There's a lot of CGI going on in, in recent Hollywood-style movies. And, uh, you know, most of these acting jobs are being, uh, you know, taken away from these poor actors. So I hired myself an actor. That's right. It is my money. I could do what I want. I hired an actor just to read various things that I want him to read for me. His name is Sir Charles Whitmore. And uh, he is from London, England. He's a world-renowned actor. Many awards. He's done many Shakespearean plays. All that shit. That's not important. The important things I'm trying to give back. And so I offered him a job to uh, read various things of my choosing. You know, with a real dramatic flair. So uh, <laughs> I had him earlier to record some stuff. And, uh, and here we go. If more than used for brushing is accidentally swallowed... Get medical help or contact a poison control center right away. 
Adults and children two years and older brush teeth thoroughly after meals or at least twice a day or use as directed by a dentist. Do not swallow. To minimize swallowing, use a pea-sized amount in children under six. Children under two years ask a dentist. Distributed by Procter and Gamble, Cincinnati, Ohio. Four, five, two, zero, two. And scene. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I think that's money well spent. Once again, that was uh, Sir Charles Whitmore. Dramatically reads stuff. All right. On a related note, you know, one time I was actually, I don't know if I told the story before. It's uh, directly related. I was one time summoned to be in a play. That's right. Let me tell you all about it, everybody. Oh, my God, James. Here's another self-absorbed story about how great you are. Nope. Well, kind of. So I was in this class. It was world history. And I was in high school. I think it was about the 11th grade. And uh, it was my favorite class of all time. Well, you know what? It was my favorite teacher of all time. He was the fucking best teacher I've ever had. I think I mentioned him before. Mr. Webster. He was awesome. He would, every day, he'd have his, uh, his whole lesson he wanted to get through. And he would create this scenario that would directly apply to the class so that we would better understand, you know, and relate it to what happened in history. It was fucking sick. <clears throat> One example that I remember the most because I have a bad memory is that he said that uh, some vandalism happened on campus and, you know, as a result, we're all going to be punished. And it became like, oh, well, well, that's not fair. And it's like, well, that's the way a totalitarian government is. You just run. <laughs> Whatever it was. Anyway, so he was fucking badass. He just, he really got you involved so you'd, further, or so you'd really understand and grasp the concepts and uh, blah, blah, blah. So... Made it really interesting to be in class and actually made learning fun. Ha! Like Sesame Street, everybody. So one day, one day. <laughs> on a side note, you know that's permanently fucking etched in my mind now? Every time someone says one day or I say one day, I always go, one day. <laughs> I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. Anyway, so uh, one day. We were talking about the 30s, Prohibition, the Great Depression, all that shit. And he gave us a whole list of words that they used back then, like, yeah, you dumb Dora, right? Now, that's the bee's knees, the speakeasy, all that bullshit. He gave us like 40 words. We had to come up with, we had like five groups in the class. We each had to come up with a skit and try to use as many words as possible, right? And uh, so... Of course, my fucking group was a bunch of lackeys. You know, they don't want to do show. What are we, we going to do, everybody? I don't know what to do. And so uh, I had to take matters in my own hands. <laughs> oh, my God. Here it comes. We all can feel the hot air, everybody. <laughs> yeah. All right. I deserve it. But uh, so I, I wrote the skit myself. <clears throat> and uh, I was like, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play the father. And there was like two girls and uh two guys in our group. It's like, all right, I'll be the father. This other chick will be the, the wife and the two kids will be in the back seat. So we got, we had to perform this skit too. So I, I positioned four chairs in the front of the classroom 
And uh, I was, you know, like a car. I was in the driver's seat. I had some kind of stupid plate or something like a paper plate, like a steering wheel. And uh, we, you know, the whole skit was we were driving on the road in the 30s and we were just looking out the window and just commenting on everything we saw. So, for example, the kids in the back seat would be, oh, man, look at that hot rod. That's the bee's knees. And I'll go like, ah, shut up back there. You sound like a dumb Dora. You know, shit like that. Ah, I got to get over to the speakeasy later on tonight to put some hours in. Whatever it was. Shit like that. So I was a cranky old asshole, and I would snap at everybody, and uh, it, it went really well. Everyone was fucking laughing. Point is, afterwards, oh, you know how we fucking lost? We didn't win because some other dickhead group, they go, uh, they, they were they're pretending to be a news group, right? Reporters talking about stories around the, around the world. And at the very end, he goes, all right, that's a program, everybody. And uh, by the way, here's a list of words that we can no longer say. And they went, to the, they went through like 20 fucking words, and they goddamn cheated. But I told the teacher, I'm like, what? That can't be allowed. Well, I guess I didn't really give any rules. I said over use the most words in the skit, so I guess they win. And, you know, they fucking pulled a fast one. And, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, deep down I knew that uh, we had the best. <laughs> oh, my God, James. Get over yourself. It's only been like 12 years. Oh, Christ. Don't remind me. I think it's been more than that, actually. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway, so afterwards... Long story longer. Now, this girl who's in drama, she pulls me aside and goes, hey, I thought that was really great back there. And I was just laughing like, oh, yeah, I really want you to be in this play that we're working on. We, you'd be perfect for this part. And I go, nah, no, no, no. You really would be great. Like, you're a natural at this. You should totally do it. And I go, nah, I don't want to do it. Like, uh, I'm not into that kind of thing. But... I actually really wanted to do it, everybody. But I'm, I was such a fucking... Pussy, James! Such a pussy, right? Yes, I was a pussy, fuck! I admit it. I admit it. I was a pussy. I was too embarrassed. Yeah, who wants to go up there, a cool guy like me, who had everything going for him, <laughs> and risk it all by going on stage and prancing around to and fro? You know what? I really regret not not doing something in drama at least one time. One, I mean, one semester or whatever it was. Or fuck, even just being in that play that she wanted me to be in. I could have done that at least. Oh, that's what it was. I think I had to like go after school and volunteer my own time. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> but I was interested. But uh, you know, she hounded me for a while to get in that fucking play. And I never did it. And I've always felt bad about it. You know, I should have done it. At least just tried it. Fucking A. Oh, well. And now here I am, sitting in a dark room talking to myself. <laughs> I could have been a movie star, everybody. I could have been in Hollywood. I could have been like an Avenger or something. Oh, my God, James! How would you have been? Like Captain South America or something? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, anyway. My, the point is, everybody, that I have regrets. And I'm trying to help you all. That's basically what I'm doing. With this, all, every show, I'm just trying to help you. It's not about me. So, so if you don't regret anything, do stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of uh, the past. Good segue there, I might add. I went to a concert recently in the park. Oh, a concert in the park, everybody. <laughs> it was the last concert in the park. I was told to, I was invited by another, by, uh, let's see, 
No, he hasn't been on the show before. A guy named uh, Donovan, Mad Don. He invited me. He's like, hey, man, we're, you know, we're going to go next week. Journey is going to play a tribute band, not the actual Journey. Now, the actual Journey is pretty fucking cool. Somewhat gay, but pretty fucking cool. Steve Perry's vocals are unmatched. And uh, Jesus Christ, you know Journey, right? Of course you know Journey. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. Street light people. I'm forever yours, faithfully. You got it. So uh, Journey broke up, or uh, Steve Perry quit, and they got this young Filipino kid who sounds pretty goddamn identical to Steve Perry, although he can't hit all the notes, but he's still pretty fucking good. Uh, On a side note, my dad's a big Journey fan, and I fucking uh, I got him pretty goddamn sick tickets to see Journey for my I think my parents' anniversary. I got him like the front fucking row, or like now the front section in this uh, in this concert. I don't know why I decided to say that. Just more talking about yourself, James. Trying to sound like you're so fucking cool all the time. Oh Christ, I'm sorry. You're right. That really helps nothing in this story, just to further how great I am. You're right. <laughs> Anyway, back to Journey. Journey Unauthorized, everybody. That's the name of the band. So the guy kind of <laughs> looked like Steve Perry. And he sang pretty good, but there's no comparison. Not even to the Filipino kid. He could not compare. But some songs, dude, he fucking nailed it. I was blown away. But the I really found out that night how important a good sound guy is. Uh, sound engineer? What do they call him? The guy that runs the mixing board, you know, and has all the levels where they should be, you know, that night you really understood how fucking important it is because when they first started, when they the first song they played, it sounded like shit. It sounded like a mediocre fucking garage band, you know, like you just like it sounded like dudes you'd hear down the street from where you live, like oh they're practicing again, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just just the uh, you know amateurs. But then at the, by the second or third song, the guy really honed in on where the levels should be. And it was fucking amazing sounding. It sounded like the real thing. But uh, it's just wild how, how much a difference that makes. Like how completely... Sh- like Once they started, I'm like, oh, fuck. This is going to be a long night. This is horrible. But uh, yeah. Wow. I think Peterson son, son, would agree. I think that's his biggest complaint when it comes to... Peterson, I mean. When it comes to when he plays shows that a lot of the other bands just have a horrible fucking sound guys and it's just like way too high or uh you know the guitars are way high whatever the fuck it is you got to have a good dude that can find that balance but uh anyway they were pretty cool <laughs> you know what the funny thing is I was, I was thinking about you know I'm sitting there like in my lawn chair and uh you know enjoying myself talking to the family and it was uh, Natalie's family that went I don't really see them too often, but they're fucking awesome. So chatting with them, watching the you know the band play, listening to some great fucking music. They played some bullshit I didn't even know because I'm not a fucking true Journey fan, it turns out. <laughs> Just the hits. But while I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is pretty cool, but it's also pretty kind of sort of pathetic. You know, these guys are up there. They're devoting their lives. Like, this is their job. They're a Journey cover band. And they're up there like wearing the outfits and the wigs. And they're playing at a park and they're like in their 50s or their 40s or whatever they are. And I was like, man, this is kind of like, it's kind of sad, right? 
Like they're devoting their lives to imitating other people. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to shit on them. I guess I kind of did, but they were still fucking impressive. Very impressive. Uh, I think they played at the OC Fair like last this last weekend too. Anyway, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. It's cool, but also sort of pathetic. I'm sorry, buddy. I don't really have too many topics to cover. I got to throw that one in there. Journey unauthorized. <laughs> Concert at the park, everybody. Oh, one thing <clears throat> to be taken away from this is before the show started. Oh, man, these people went up. And uh, we'd like to thank everybody for coming out to the last concert in the park. And thank you all for making this special. <laughs> Just kissing everyone's ass. I mean, as far as like the, the people that put on everything. And uh, let's introduce the park department, the uh, head of the park department, uh, without whom this couldn't be possible, right? And everybody's going, cool. hey, everybody, thanks for coming out. Uh, it's great to see you all. There's some uh, cotton candy for sale over here in this booth. Why don't you go in and pay a visit to the, uh, the parks booth and really show your support? Like, oh, Christ. Shut up. Get to the band. But uh, this one dude made it all worth it because I was blown away. He introduced this old timer. Let's give a round of applause. Let's, uh, you know, stand up, Mr. So-and-so. I forgot his name. Fucking a veteran pilot who was in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. And you hear everybody like at the same time, like, whoa. At the same time, like, did, he, did I fucking hear that right? This dude was in all of those wars? That seems kind of impossible because of the time span, you know. From 39 to 45 is when the first war happened. And then what the, the, the no, I'm bad at this, like the 70s. Late 60s, early 70s is Vietnam. Is that right? <laughs> 70, I don't know, 71? <laughs> That's a big fucking difference. Can pilots really span, like have a career that long? And I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Let's say he was, uh, let's say he was 18 in World War II. All right. Uh, 18 to 20. And then let's see, uh, 45, 55, 65. So 25 years later. Hold on. I can do it. 28, 30. Let's say he was 20. 45? I guess I can work. 45 dropping bombs still. That's fucking nuts, right? Can you imagine the fucking the life this guy's led? He's been in three different wars. God damn, that's got to be wild. I wanted to go up there and like shake his hand. Like, hey, man. Maybe I don't really agree with all the politics. Nah. <laughs> you know, just the respect from for... Just the experience, the life experience. Like, God, that sounds like it's unmatched. Fucking in three wars. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, man. It's, I want to talk to that dude. I'm going to get him on the show. Well, you know, first I, uh, first I bombed them fucking Nazis, and then uh, I bombed those goddamn Koreans, and then followed by uh, I bombed those fucking Vietnamese. It looks all the same from where I was. Just uh, big explosions. Yeah. Rain down. Death from above. I don't know. I don't want to make light of it. Or do I? No, that's pretty incredible, though. God damn, the life that dude has led. Imagine all the, all the broads he's banged in, in between, too. 
everywhere he was stationed, like all the different broads. I should ask him, like, hey, hey, which uh, which which race is the best lay? Huh? I've heard the black girls are pretty good. Is that true? What about, uh, you know, I love you long time. Is that something that's pretty good or what? Or they all just talk? <laughs> what about the... Uh, what about the, the, the Eastern girls? What about the German girls? Russian girls? They're pretty hot. No? Like a Mila Kunis looking chick from Russia? What can she... Ah, maybe not. Maybe like the, maybe if they're, like, they're really hot, they don't really do much for you, right? They just lay there. You must look at me while you fuck me. Wait, what was that? <laughs> that was a horrible... It was like a Tony Month. Look at me while you fuck me. Uh, how does Russian sound? Yeah, let's see. Uh... Let's see. What do Russians say? Uh, I must break you. <laughs> I will break you. I don't know. That's all like. I, all right. I'm done with this topic. Um, good for you, veteran guy. Three wars under your belt. Jesus Christ. All right. Speak. <laughs> Speaking of military. Good segue again. Look at me. I'm on fire tonight. All right. I met a dude recently, and I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of got a man crush on the guy. <laughs> it was weird. Never really happened to me before. I haven't. I haven't really took it this far before. Oh my God, James, full anal? No, that's not what I meant. But close. Oh my God, James, tell me more. All right, I'll get to it. So I recently ran into this guy while I was working, and I went to his house to do some stuff. I won't tell you about it because my job is secret. But uh, we got around to talking, and the guy was super fucking cool. He's like in his fifties, um, retired, just really fucking cool. Winds up uh, being a retired, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Christ, come on. I can get it. I can do it. Uh, fucking A. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, man. Aer- aeronautical. Let's see. Uh, oh, uh, oh, okay. He was, a, he was a jet engine, right? What was he? <laughs> A jet engine mechanic. That's what he was. God, that wasn't that hard. Oh, man. I should edit all that out. But no, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll really give it to you. I hope you laughed at how fucking retarded I was. Jet engine mechanic, dude. That's how long it took me to pull those words out. Very, not very complex. Stay in school, everybody. Hey, all you kids, stay in college. Jet engine mechanic. And he also did a lot of, uh, of welding metals together on planes and all that bullshit. So he's, uh, he's, the guy's done everything, fabricates his own bullshit. And uh, we're talking a lot about his stuff. And I was about to leave. And he goes, hey, you, you, you want to see something I'm working on? And I don't give a fuck who you are or what you do. If you ask me that question, my interest is peaked. And there's no goddamn way I'm going to say no. If anybody asks me, do you want to see what I'm working on? With the gleam in their eye like this guy had, the answer is always going to be yes if you ask me that question. Because it's only going to be good no matter what it is. If it's Peterson, son, son, it's going to be like a whole Lego project. But hey, I'm fucking interested anyway. I want to see it. Hey, you want, you, uh, you want to see what I'm working on? Yes, I do. And he's like, do you like, uh, do you like off-roading? You into that? I go, no. He goes, oh, okay. Like, but I still want to see what you're doing. <laughs> goes, All right, great. He takes me into his garage, which happens to be like a fucking mad scientist laboratory when it comes to mechanic-wise. The dude has his own electronic lift. Okay, like they do it, like they have the dealers. The thing that brings your car up off the ground, he's got one of those. 
And sitting on the lift is a 1942 military Jeep. That's right, the American Jeeps. But this dude cut the fucking thing down the middle, okay? And he widened it. And then he cut it down the middle long ways. And he, and he, and he wait, I already said widened it. And then he lengthened it. <laughs> so imagine those old Jeeps. They're kind of small looking because I'm like, this is a, this is kind of big for one of those old Jeeps. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I widened it and I lengthened it. And he did it himself. He fucking cut. He got two Jeeps. <laughs> and then he made, he made one big one out of it. It's fucking sick, dude. And he created his own chassis himself. He built it all by hand. Okay. Created it out of nothing. Made his own suspension. The fucking thing looked incredible, dude. And he had these big ass tires on him. He's like, yeah. So my buddy is like a master at this stuff. I, I recently just got into it. Uh, doing off-roading stuff, uh, suspension and all that stuff. But he tells me that this thing, it will, it's, it's pretty much impossible to flip over the way that it's, that it's built. You know, I consulted him first and I was like, dude, this is fucking sick. The guy, we kept talking, we talked for like an hour. I should not have been there that long. Not at all. The dude was so fucking cool, man. I just got like, damn, this guy's, this guy's so sick. Showing me all his toys and showing me this whole fucking thing. Basically, at the end of it, I'm like, look, man. I can listen. I can really, literally listen, stand here and, and just talk to you all day long. But I gotta go. He's like, "Oh, okay, that's no problem, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to keep you." I'm like, "No, don't worry about it." He's like, "Yeah, it's funny. Other people will come by." He goes, "And they want to coming back to hang out." And I'm thinking, oh, "Is that his way of like giving me permission to tell him I want to come back and hang out?" <laughs> I feel like such a bitch. Is that his way of saying I can come back? <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I'm like, "Hey, you know what? Speaking of." I know a guy that lives next to next to you, not too far. This guy that's been on the show, Perky, Perkins, Evan. He does the same kind of shit, fabricates his own car parts. Hey, he's close to here. I should, you know, maybe tell him about you and uh, you can show him a couple of things. Oh, yeah, you know, if you want to, then I'd be fine. Let me give him my phone number. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I felt like I scored the numbers from, a, from the number from a chick. I felt like, oh, I got the digits. Fuck yeah, I'm in. You know what I mean? And I, I, I was just laughing all the way to my fucking work vehicle. Just thinking like, dude, I just scored the digits off some old dude to have a date to hang out later. <laughs> oh, I felt it was fucking funny. Don't get me wrong. It was hilarious. I did feel a little bit gay, though, that I scored this guy's digits. But, you know, I'm going to hang out with this dude at some point. I have to. I'm going to tell fucking Perky we're going to meet up. And we're gonna like I'm gonna watch him weld. I don't want to do anything. I just want to watch. Oh my god, James! Yes, I know how it sounded as soon as I said it. You just want to watch, James? You don't have to say it again. I just I just put emphasis on yes. I know how it sounded. Yes, not like that though. Not like that. But I would. No. Yeah, I want to. I want to hang out with this dude. Uh, you ever meet someone and you just have like instant chemistry and you fucking like God? I can listen to this guy or hang out with this dude all day long. It's exactly what it was. That's why I have to get his his number. Have a date with them later. <laughs> anyway, I guess we can move on to something completely unrelated. I recently was at somebody else's house. Yes, I make a lot of house calls. Oh my God, James, you slut. Nope, not like that. A little bit like that. And uh, they happen to be Hindu, Indian people, dot, not feather. And I got to tell you, first and foremost, most Indian people I've met have been really fucking cool. That's it. But in this person's house, they saw, I saw a shrine set up to uh, 
Gishnu, whatever the fuck it is, that Hindu, uh, the elephant god. And there was cows, like little toy cows they had positioned all around the god in this little shrine. And I've, I've heard that they consider cows to be holy animals. So my thought immediately afterwards was, well, not really, after I left, I was thinking about that, like, hmm, cows. That's kind of odd. Holy animal, fine, whatever, that's what they believe. No big deal. The thing I was thinking about, though, is if cows are your holy animal, why and how are you living in this country that slaughters more cows than anybody else in the world? <laughs> Wouldn't you think it'd be like, oh, no, we can't live there. They kill all our holy animals. That was a horrible Indian accent. Hold on, let me try it again. <clears throat> uh, let's see, hold on. Thank you, come again. Okay. Uh, no, no, view. <clears throat> no, we will not live in the United States because they killed the cows and that is a holy animal. That was probably better, but it's still kind of bad. Yeah, how, how can they live here if we kill more cows than anything else, probably? We, we we love our beef, goddammit, shit. Gotta give me my fucking cheeseburgers and shit, man. So how can they live here? I told my wife this, and she's like, because this country is, gives them freedoms. I'm like, yeah, but we're killing the animal they hold most precious. <laughs> oh, they're not taking part in it. Maybe they just won't eat the cow meat, but they can still live here. I'm like, well, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> right? Aren't you still kind of like condoning it on some level to support this country that kills all your holy animals <laughs> what do they think of cowboys will the indians live in uh in texas or do they find it completely offensive it's one thing to eat it it's a whole nother thing to ride it and smack it on his ass <laughs> i will not stand for this yeah so i don't think <laughs> hey hey everybody how about if you're from Texas, you let me know. Are there any Indians there? And if so, when you're riding your cows, do they look at you funny? <laughs> I will not go to a rodeo. You say rodeo, I say rodeo. No. Oh, man, that was cheesy. All right. Let's <laughs> Speaking of that, I started thinking about more stuff. I mean, this gets my brain going. This is what happens to me when I'm at work. I'll, I'll have one little thought, and then I'll go to the next thought. And it just keeps going and going and going. And, they, and the next thing you know, I'm in a car accident because I'm not paying attention to the road. No. So uh, I was thinking a lot about, uh, you know, religious beliefs and God and all that bullshit. <laughs> and, you know, I, I really don't think, you know, you know, oh, well, if you, you know, if you live your life, if you bear the Ten Commandments, you know, you go to heaven and all that shit, right? That can't be right. Okay. I think I'm going to, disprove all of you believers of that of those ways don't you think it's a little far-fetched to be judged based on you know your life here on earth as a human when you really have no say what kind of person you're going to be i mean you do but for the majority like if you if you're born in a specific area you're going to be brainwashed by all their beliefs and uh, their teachings much like the whole, you know, that <laughs> Nazi Germany, that's how they were, that's what they were taught. You know, that was their environment they grew up in. So yeah, that's what they mimic and that's what they, uh, they're, they're indoctrinated into. So you're just a product of your environment for the most part. And, and you're also, your, your, your parents, how much do they fuck you up? 
Everybody is a result of their experiences and their childhood, their upbringing. And yes, you do have a sense or, you know, a, a position later on in life when you become an adult. But for the most part, you're, you're, the shit that happens to you when you're young is what molds you as a fucking adult. All these people that are, are religious as a kid, like, you know, Catholics, they still have that guilt as they grow up. Even if they don't really follow it, they still have that guilt forever, right? Like all this shit that happens to you when you're young, it's still with you forever. So, I mean, you really have a bunch of factors involved for each individual coming up. How could you really be responsible? Because everybody else fucks you. I'm going to say it's everyone else's fault. <laughs> like, let's go with the Nazi thing. Can they really be punished? That's what they believe. They're taught that, you know, the white is the best way. And, you know, we got to get rid of the rest of them. They're trying to... uh trying to take over our country and phase us out, whatever the fuck they believed. So, I mean, it, and you come from your perspective, no, that's fucking wrong. You're an asshole. Or even let's go to modern times. You, you say you're an atheist because of the way you grew up. Someone else grew up in a completely hardcore Christian. They think you're fucking wrong. It's all your brainwashing, right? I mean, some people can get away from it and think for themselves. But I'd say for the most people... They don't, and they carry on with that shit for the rest of their life. What I'm saying is you really can't punish Hitler. He's, he's a victim. <laughs> I'm, sure so, I'm sure some of that made kind of some sense, right? I think I just went way off the tracks, but uh, I had a point in there somewhere. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Something, blah, blah, blah. let it go, um, blah, blah, blah. That's what happens, dude. I just started talking, and the next thing you know, it's like, wait, what was this about? <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah, so, uh, so Hitler should have got a free pass. He wasn't all that bad. He was just uh, a victim of his environment, right? And uh, so are we, all of us. But, you know, nowadays, especially... We've got so much information. You know, back then, all they were, all you could believe was what you were told. <laughs> For example, Leto. Leto uh, is trying to have a, a child. Don't you think that uh, when that child is born, he's going to be shoving all this comic book shit into its uh, head? Cartoons, you know? All the shit he likes, he's essentially brainwashing that kid. And that kid's going to grow up, be into comic books, for the most part, unless the, kid, unless the kid's like, Fuck you, Dad! I hate all this shit! You're trying to force me my whole life! I'm not going to stand for it! No, but for the most part, he's probably going to be super nerd, like Leto, but even more hardcore, because the kid wants to impress his dad and get more into it. You know? And uh, that's what it comes down to. So the kid is really just poisoned by Leto. <laughs> we're all just, we're all just infected. We're the result of being of being poisoned. <laughs> we're all victims. Oh. So I mean, we really can't be held accountable for anything we do because we've all been poisoned by our our parents and our and our peers and uh, whoever the fuck else is up there. Whoever whoever fondled us when we were young, if that's something that happened to you. We've all been poisoned. So, uh, 
Where's the antidote? Death is the antidote. <laughs> All right. Wow. We should probably just close this fucking show out. This kind of went way off. But, uh, <laughs> oh, man. All right, yeah, when I go to heaven, or sorry, when I go to the, the gates to be judged, why did you do all this, 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 and that? I was poisoned, sir, or ma'am, or uh, angel, or whatever you are. I was, <laughs> I'm a victim. Uh, it's the same thing Hitler said. He did? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, okay, let's move on to a little something I call Stallone Stands Alone. And now it's time for Stallone Stands Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie. Would it have been better? Today, we find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in Toy Story, playing Tim Allen's character of Buzz Lightyear. And here it goes. Hey, yo, like, according to my Navi computer, the- Shut up! Just shut up, you idiot! Hey, yo, like, Sheriff, there's no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic. I'm lost, and he's gone. They're, they're gonna move the new house in two days, and it's all your fault. Yeah, my, my fault? Like, if you hadn't pushed me out of the window in the first place. Oh, yeah. Well, if you hadn't shown up with your stupid little cardboard spaceship and taken away everything that's important to me. Hey, all right, don't talk about importance. Because of you, the future of the entire universe is in jeopardy. What? What are you talking about? Hey, like, right now, poised at the edge of the galaxy, Emperor Zerg has been secretly building a weapon with destructive capacity to annihilate an entire planet. I alone have information that reveals this weapon's only weakness, and you, my friend, are responsible for delaying my rendezvous to Star Command. You are a toy! You aren't even robust like you're, you're an action figure! You are a child's plaything! Hey, Yola, you are a sad, strange little man. Uh, you have my pity. You know? I, for one, think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Buzz Lightyear. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us. This has been another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. All right, let's start closing this thing out with the segment I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. It's, I fancy that. Fancy, fancy. All right, fancy times, everybody. Okay, this week, two fancies. First and foremost, 
I fancy. Do you remember Rhino from uh, way, way back? He was a member of the Secret Society. He's my, my wife's cousin. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Go back and check that show out. That was a pretty good one. Uh, he was uh, He went to Yale. Smart dude. Interesting guy. Anyway, there was a party for a uh, one of the cousin, one of the little kids last week. I went to his place in Los Angeles. You can you can see downtown. You can see uh, almost see Dodger Stadium from where he lives. So that part of L.A. Uh, but honestly, from his backyard, you can see the fucking skyline of of uh, downtown L.A. So you know, just to put it into a context for you. No, so anyway, it's kind of a rough neighborhood. I'll be honest, it's kind of rough. But he bought this house, this old uh, what do you call that shit? Ah, colonial, I think. And apparently, according to his father, I was talking to him for a while. He's like, yeah, you know what? This house looked like complete shit when he was going to buy it. And I told him not to buy it. I said, don't think about it. Don't do it. Look at this place. He goes, you couldn't pay me to take this place. You couldn't pay me to take it. I want nothing to do with it. But uh, Rhino, he uh, he bought it anyway because he saw the potential. Let me tell you something. This fucking guy, what I fancy is he did a complete renovation on this house, and it's literally, literally, the most beautiful house on the block. This year, it's 100 years old. He redid the whole fucking thing. It is gorgeous. Ridiculous, dude, the way he set this thing up. Cool thing is, it used to be a duplex, right? That's what they do a lot with a lot of buildings in these rundown neighborhoods. They split the house in half or in fours or in threes, and they try to get as much, you know, cram as many people as they can and get as much money as they can out of these people. So uh, when he bought it, he had no intention of, of keeping it a duplex. So he was going to rip down the walls and open it all up. So when he did it, he told me, uh, he was, you know, he took me on a tour of the whole thing. And he's like, uh, Lost, see this? This beautiful stairway with all original wood. This was actually behind a wall. I was like, no shit. Yeah. We, we broke this wall down just expecting a whole you know mess behind it because we're trying to open the place up. And there you go. There was the original staircase right there. It's like, holy shit. And it's fucking sick. These people like put up these walls to block off the other half of the house. You know, they close it all up. And they sealed off a, a stairway in the process. So here he comes to tear the fucking inside of the house apart. And he finds like... You know, the original staircase that goes up to the second floor. And it's like, holy shit. Just like a wonderful surprise. So anyways, they, they, uh, he had someone, you know, um, sand it down, polish it up, whatever, whatever the fuck they do. But it looks, god damn, that house is incredible. Incredible. So what I fancy, I guess it's a lot of things. Number one is, uh, you know, bringing an old piece of architecture like that back to life putting the love and the dedication and commitment into it, you know? I also fancy that this dude was able to see, you know, the the great amount of potential that it had and was able to turn that shit around. It's fucking sick, man, if you can do that. If you can see some old, shitty, run-down building and one person's like, nope, fuck that. You couldn't pay me to take it. But the other person's like, no, 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 no. I can see, I in my head, I can see what it, what it can be and what it will be. <laughs> Sick, dude. And, and then to, to bring it around and have it be the nicest fucking house. And granted, like I said, a rough neighborhood. But uh, 
nevertheless, setting a precedent for the rest of them to get their shit together. <laughs> Pretty sick. I really, I love arch- architecture like that. And uh, just the idea that it's a 100-year-old house and it's all fucking original inside. Well, I mean, everything's all upgraded except I'm talking about like the wood. The wood floors and the wood staircase and it's all, it looks fucking sick. So, uh, I fancy that. And the next thing, I fancy my kids. Oh my God, James, you're a father. You'd be an asshole if you didn't fancy them. Okay, well, let me elaborate. The other morning I woke up, get ready for work, and uh, I was pretty fucking tired. I was out of it. And I go to have my morning breakfast. And uh, I'm for, for no reason, I just felt depressed. You ever get like that? You just, for no fucking reason, you're just like sad. And ugh, just fed up. <laughs> and I was honestly thinking like, you know what, if I died right now, it would just be like a load off. That kind of fucking mood. Yeah, I know. I sound like I'm bitching. But it happens. I don't know. I don't know if that happens to you, but some, I get like that sometimes. This depressed mood. <laughs> nah, I'm just feeling a little bit down for no fucking reason. Anyway, so I go take my morning shit. I come back out to make my uh, my lunch for work, and I'm not in the mood to do any of this shit. I'm just like, oh, fuck it. I'm not feeling today at all. And here comes my son, smiling around the corner. Fucking kind of scares me because it's super early. It's like four or five in the morning, and he's walking out there. Hi, Daddy. All in great fucking mood, which he always seems to be. Like my daughter, you know, you go in to wake her up. She's like, <laughs> like all these... <laughs> All these noises, like she just like in a cranky, you know, girls. Every fucking time with him, though, you walk into his room, Jacob. Hi, Daddy. He's always like super happy and excited to see you. He's like a dog, you know, and she's the cat. <laughs> so he comes out. He's in a great mood. And uh, a few minutes later, she comes out and she's actually in a good mood. So they sit there and, and uh, visit with me while I'm making my lunch, which is a salad, by the way. And uh, they're telling me little stories about what happened at school the day before and making little jokes. And next thing you know, uh, it was all completely turned around for me. The whole rest of the day was fucking was I was fine. I got out of my funk. And, uh, you know, they didn't really even even do anything (laughs) that they knew of. But it was just something so simple. So, you know, these kids a lot of times can be a giant pain in the ass. And can be the cause of being depressed and uh, and just overwhelmed and stressed. But uh, they also can be the opposite and just completely turn the whole day around. Because I know if they didn't wake up and come out there and start, you know, cracking jokes and making me laugh and shit, I was probably going to have a pissy day the whole day, right? And be just like in a cunty mood all day. But they saved me, everybody. So, <laughs> for saving their daddy. My kids. I fancy them. <laughs> God damn, that was, a, that was a pretty gay fancy that. I just picture a lot of you rolling your eyes like, oh, <laughs> what a sappy asshole. Good, you like your kids. I don't fucking care. All right, then let's turn it around and let's get a little bit dark, shall we? <laughs> okay, because now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment in here. We go. Fuck you! Alright, alright. Two fuck yous today. First and foremost, 
advertisements. Yeah, I know you've all heard it before a couple times. Uh, this has been a constant one, but there's something new that they're doing. Oh, that I realized. It's probably not a new thing. Uh, fuck you to advertisements on the interwebs. Have you ever noticed that when you click on any page or you want to see some kind of link, that the advertisements are the first fucking things that pop up and are completely loaded before anything else? You know what I mean? As soon as you click on the page, boop, the page opens. Everything's still loading, but the ads all pop up immediately and start flashing and blinking and playing and videos and this and that. Why? Why can't uh, the, the actual... I mean, oh, okay. I guess it's, it's probably engineered that way, right? You start looking at that for... Yeah, what am I even complaining about? That seems pretty obvious now. It's manufactured that way. Okay, well, fuck you anyway. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> what about... Does this ever happen to you? Fuck you to these websites that, uh, well, maybe it's, no, I'm going to say it's their fault. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm taking the blame away from myself. How about when you watch an ad, your uh, video will play after this 30-second commercial, and you watch this fucking thing, and then your video never loads, just a black box. Ah, oh, fuck. So if you really want to, sometimes I get discouraged, and it's like, I just, uh, whatever, I'm done. Other times I'll watch the goddamn 30 second commercial again and then, you know, it'll play. But, you know, fuck that. It's like you're getting duped, you know? It's just not fair, everybody. False advertising. You said my ad will play after this 30 second commercial. And goddamn it, I'd like it to play right after, like you said. <laughs> and the last one. This is all like a three for one. This still counts as the first one, by the way. What about when you're watching a video? This happened to me yesterday. You're watching a video, and all of a sudden, another fucking video on like the little side, tiny square on the side of the page for an advertisement starts playing, and the audio is more powerful than what you're watching. It's like, oh, fuck. Then you got to scroll up and try to find where it's coming from and then stop that stupid audio box. Ah! You know what they're doing, everybody? Do you know what they're doing? You're drinking your milkshake. You're drinking it up. I was like trying to find a way to work, find a way to work that into every show. Are you tired of hearing that? Because I'm not tired of yelling it. My wife yesterday, she's all, uh, "Hey, you know, people on this on the street, uh, they can probably hear you screaming." And it's like, I don't care. You don't care that people probably think that you're crazy. No, I don't care. You don't care if people hear you screaming like a crazy lunatic? You don't care at all? No, I don't. Why? Well, because if they think I'm a crazy asshole that lives here, you hear me screaming like a fucking nutcase, they're not going to fuck with us. <laughs> they're not going to try to break into our house. They're not going to, you know, try to interact with us. It keeps them away from me, you know? Oh, man, that's a crazy person. Do you hear that guy over there? He's always fucking yelling like a lunatic. God, that's that poor family. <laughs> uh, she wasn't happy about that you know you should care more about what the people think around you you're your neighbors you should be more uh, considerate no they don't talk to us let's keep it that way <laughs> all right uh okay so so uh yeah fuck you to uh advertisements and all that capacity there and the next one the most important one for this week my daughter jasmine is uh, a soccer team this year. She didn't play last year, but she's playing again this year. My son is also on a soccer team this year, his first time playing. 
they're actually at practice right now, which is a, the way I can do this show. So uh, you can thank them later. <laughs> I told my wife, I was like, hey, how about this? How about uh, one of the practices, you, you go with them, and I can do a podcast or something. And the other practice, I'll go with them, and you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Uh, okay, that sounds fair. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So next time it's gonna be my job to sit with it, sit there and watch them. Uh, it's like an hour and a half, dude. Anyway, sorry. Uh, here, here's the deal. My daughter has been has played two other years, and both years the coaches were kind of fucking lame. One was this chick who really didn't know what the fuck she was doing. It was pretty obvious. And uh, the other one was like this really soft-spoken dude. And he seemed like he really didn't know what he was doing either. Uh, I don't want to shit talk. I mean, I'm not sh- shitting on them. I mean, they, they, they volunteered and took the time and, and did it. And yeah, I appreciate that because uh, Lord knows I don't want to do it. But uh, the point is that they both seemed like they really didn't know what they were doing. And of course, she was only like five and six on both of those times. So, you know, I'm not looking for a championship or anything. <laughs> but the point is, this year, she's got this coach who really is fucking on it. He says his life is soccer, all right? To the point where for the introduction to him and the team, he invited all of the team to show up at his fucking warehouse that he owns that's dedicated to practicing soccer. He fucking owns a warehouse, everybody. A small warehouse dedicated to soccer only. Soak that up. How much money a month is rent on that fucking warehouse only for the use of his daughter to play soccer? And all, the, all he's got in there is like that AstroTurf grass, the whole thing. And then he's got this uh, big giant soccer goal on each side. And he's got a machine that spits out a ball that the girls can practice kicking. Okay? That's how dedicated to fucking soccer this guy is. And he's talking about, you know, oh, we're going we're gonna to do drills. We're going to do this. Yeah, and the league is not really happy with it because he's from a different league. Now, this was his first year playing in this division over here or this city, whatever the fuck it is. He's like, yeah, I already talked to them about putting a scrimmage on, you know, to try to practice with other teams before we play our actual game so they get, you know, they get more experience playing a game before the actual game. Like, all right, this guy's fucking in it. So we go to the first practice. This dude is, has, him, has all the girls on it. It's like, wow, I'm excited about this league or this uh, season. Sorry. It's going to be great. It's fucking awesome. This dude is all about it. Seems like a great coach. So we only made one practice. Second practice. The uh, coach's wife even texts us. All right. Today, don't forget, 530 practice, blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. We get there. And this dude, like the coach isn't there. This dude walks up who works for the uh, organization. He goes, I just want to inform all you parents that uh, the coach will no longer be coaching for your team. We're like, what? Yeah, he quit. <laughs> Basically, the, uh, the, the, the new league he's in, which is uh, the city that we're in, says, no, you can't play scrimmages against other teams. It's against the rules. You can't do this. You can't do that, which is what, against what he normally does. So the guy fucking threw a fit and said, fine, I'm not, pl- not going to coach this team then. Can you believe that shit? After, after uh, you know, setting everything up, coming up with the fucking name, having a, uh, each parent assign a different task, 
you know, who's going to do this, who's doing that, blah, blah, blah. Set up the fucking uh, practice days, schedules, everything. It's like, okay, he's out. Well, now what? And the guy's like, well, I guess you guys, uh, can, can you fathers group together and do stuff? It's like, oh, fucking A. That's what I'm worried about. I told my wife, because this league is very hands-on. They want all these people to volunteer, all the parents. Oh, we want you to do this, do that. Who's going to sign up to come and draw the line on the fucking field? It's like, no, I don't want to fucking do anything. I paid so much money. I want to show up and watch her play a game, watch her practice. I don't want to have to do any fucking responsibility at all. I've already got a job, kids, and a podcast, two podcasts. I don't got time for this. I don't got time to draw lines on fields or referee games. Fuck all that. I don't want that responsibility. Shit, dude, back when I was a kid, that's all parents did. They show up if they did that. (laughs) Now they want all this shit from you, dude. Oh, it's a fucking mess. So now, like, I wasn't raising my hand. There's no, I'm not even a soccer guy. I have no fucking clue about soccer. So a couple of the dads that, that coached a year or two before, they stepped up. But uh, yeah, fuck this coach, dude. Bitching out like that because it wasn't going his way. It's like, all right, here's what you do. You don't like how they're fucking coming down against the, you know, the rules. They're more strict than your other league. All right, dickhead. You already got the whole ball rolling. It's already started. You've got your team. You've already practiced. Just stick it out. And then from fucking from now on, all right, I'm not going to deal with that league ever again because I don't like it. Don't bitch out like that, you fucking cunt. Oh, man. Sticking these, sticking these other dudes with all responsibility. Now all the parents are like having to get way more involved than they really want to be. <laughs> I still haven't done anything, though. <laughs> oh, man. And, and here's the worst part. We went from going to, from two days of practice, Monday and Wednesdays, because that's what the coach said. That was it. Locked in. These are the days we're practicing. And it was cool because my son's practice, he's younger, so he only has one day of practice on Wednesday. So now that that fucking cunt is out of the league and the other dads took over, they decided to switch practice days. Now it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. So guess what, everybody? I went from going two days a week to three days a week. Monday, Tuesday, oh no, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Fuck, man. You sound like a huge bitch, James. That's all you do is complaining, James. Why? Why don't you shut your goddamn mouth and just do what you got to do, James? These are your kids, after all. They're not his kids. They're your kids. So shut the fuck up and man up, James. Oh. (laughs) I'm not happy about it, all right? That's all I'm saying. Hey, this is my opportunity to bitch and moan about something, all right? And that's what I'm doing. I'm taking this time to tell that coach... And there's nothing you can tell me about it because this is my goddamn right. This is the fucking moment last time I checked. So, hey, hey, coach cunt, you fucking quitter. Uh, fuck you! Fuck you! All right, that's gonna be the end. I think I'm done. Long enough. Hopefully, this was somewhat entertaining. And if not, uh, you probably didn't make it this long. <laughs> so, it doesn't matter anyway. For those of you who stuck around for the whole thing, uh, I really appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, right now, I'm actually, in my mind, giving you each a warm embrace. Okay, a little bit too long. I don't want it to get weird. Just a friendly embrace. That's all. 
Thank you all for joining me. This has been your old pal, Danger Poo. This is the Danger Hour. Don't forget to check out Sticks and Stones podcast, my other project with Lido and Peterson. Son, son. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, on uh, the Sticks and Stones podcast, we do some bits. Uh, you know, God has has been on this show before many times. He also does. You know, it's funny. He he agreed to uh, give some advice at the end of every. Sticks and Stones podcast episode. So that's how we close out every show. God uh, graces us with his presence and answers advice from someone. We call it God advice. So do me a favor. I know uh, Fox Foxtrot Jim. Jimmy, I know he's already submitted something. So I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you very much. If you'd like to do something like that, ask God a question, anything at all. You have trouble in your life? Are you curious about some ways of the universe or the earth? You want some uh, some question that you really need a solution to? I mean, who better to ask than God himself? So uh, send an email to sticksandstonespodcast at yahoo.com. All right. You can even stay uh, anonymous if you'd like. And once again, you can ask me anything too here at The Danger Hour. The Danger Hour at yahoo.com. There you go. Plenty of stuff for you to do, all kinds of activities to fill your day if you uh, so desire. So, until next time, everybody, I leave you with the same fantastic advice as I always do. <laughs> That's simply, stay dangerous, my friends. <laughs> Later.